It's Thanksgiving this Thursday. This extra long weekend will be packed with turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, or mersh perturters, and the most delicious dish of all, family guilt. Welcome to Monday. November 23rd, 2015, and this is a case of the Mondays with Pat and Jules. My name is Pat, and over there, that's Jules. Hi, Jules. Mersh Perturters. Mersh Perturters. Totally got me. Mersh You don't understand that meme makes me laugh every single time. I almost lost it during your intro. I'm I know. Well, again. and my wife loves that one as well. I, li- I like it, but Ermagerd, Mersh Perturters, if you haven't seen that one on the internet, hmm. <laughs> Look it up because it is good. I'm gonna now that I know that she likes this. I'm sending her memes like that every day. Sure, sure. You guys can talk all about the memes. I know. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, and we're back. We're back after a long time away, and it's about damn time that we do that we do this show because I was missing it. I'm we've only see. we've only done yeah. like a couple of shows, and I'm I'm already like to the point where I'm like going, no, we got to do show today. Got to yeah. do it. Gotta have fun with with my friend Jules. So, problem uh, was it was my schedule partly that was causing it because of August going to BlizzCon. I had yeah. to work on a Monday, and then after we got back, I had to work on a Monday. And I'm like, we can't do the show. On a it's made uh, me sad. It happens. Uh, but speaking of BlizzCon, how was your BlizzCon? So, for those guys that don't know what BlizzCon is, and I know that we have a lot of uh, fans of World of Warcraft and other Blizzard Entertainment games that listen to this show, uh, but for those guys that don't know. Jules, what is BlizzCon? BlizzCon is a huge, huge event for all things Blizzard gaming. Yes. World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, StarCraft, Diablo. Uh, I mean, it's the place where everybody gathers to celebrate all the games that Blizzard, Blizzard Entertainment creates. And the community that it has created as well, because, I mean, there's like... I think, were they saying like 20, 25,000 people came out for this last BlizzCon? Uh, yeah. Just amazing stuff. And, and got to see a lot of uh, friends that I have known online forever that maybe I haven't met in person, but uh, was really pleased to meet a bunch of new people, uh, see a bunch of friendly faces that I've, that I've known for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's always just such a good time. Don't remember Saturday night of BlizzCon whatsoever. I do. <laughs> I remember you at BlizzCon on Saturday night. There are many blurry pictures of me at BlizzCon on Saturday night, and then there's a couple of weird ones from other folks that I can't explain. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you should explain why that is because no, there was I a think, reason why you were that intoxicated. Well, okay, so so I do another show. It's called Convert to Raid, and and uh, we have a bunch of different hosts. And we decided that we were going to uh, do a show. It's about World of Warcraft. So uh, we were going to do a show, and then we got all seven guys together, which we don't, which we have never done before. Um, and uh, somebody fed us booze, and it was the booziest show I've ever done in my life. And I didn't realize. See, the thing was, is that, okay, we started out with bourbon, which is not something you really should start out with. That's kind of like a, you know, nightcap, right? That should be more of a nightcap. Instead, we started out with it. 
and uh, things got out of hand because I didn't realize that one of the guys was refilling my glass like so much. I don't know how many. I think it was four doubles <laughs> that I had before. And th- that was during the show. And yeah. then uh, I th- probably had like a couple of beers before that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went out out to uh, the Hilton, which is like the big gathering point for for BlizzCon attendees. It's kind of like everybody just kind of goes over there. And it was packed and people bought us more stuff and and things. And I was wandering around like a maniac. I don't even know what happened. I know somebody <laughs> bought us, bought both of us a scotch. Yeah, that was Rastalian who he handed us, a, he both handed us a scotch. I don't and even said, remember who it was. Yeah, he was so excited <laughs> to meet us. And it was so towards dumb. the end of the night. I was getting ready to go soon. And Pat oh. was in his prime form of not knowing where he was. Right. And so, I had no but, clue. <laughs> I, had no I, clue. I, I do feel badly that I was not able to make it to that recording that you guys did. But I know that I would have been as intoxicated oh. as you guys. And I was flying out the next morning. Oof. Yeah, you were, flying, and you were flying out early, too. Yeah, it was early. So that would not have been good for you guys at all. Because I know that the next day I woke up at 11. <laughs> I woke up at 11. I, I was pictures you couldn't identify. I, I woke up at 11 with my clothes on. My socks, <laughs> my socks were off, but I woke up with my clothes on and my phone resting on my chest. Meaning that I had like gone, oh, I'm going to tweet something or whatever. And then I passed out. Before I could actually tweet it out. And I'm like, I woke up and I'm like going, you got to be kidding me, right? This uh-uh. is, this is, this is happening. And then somebody from, uh, I was standing in a house this year, which was really cool. Uh, we were standing in a house that was right next to uh, the convention center. And somebody from the house took a picture of me like that, passed out in my clothes, phone on my chest, knee up. And this was probably at like five o'clock in the morning. So I yeah. know that I was there for th- for like three hours at least without moving. <laughs> <laughs> that does not seem right. That doesn't seem right. I but, had such a hysterical moment when you texted me that picture oh, of your, dude. you know, your passed out moment. And you're like, I don't know when this happened. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why I send you crap like that, I'll have, I have no idea. Uh, but I, I, I only talk about it if you do first. <laughs> I will not disclose this stuff. I mean, there's pictures I, that you have sent me and it's not nothing dirty or no, anything like that, guys. Notice how I'm not showing this on the video. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but there's just, you know, that's the nature of our friendship is that uh. I get these weird pictures about Pat or from like you know a moment where his wife will take a goofy picture of him and send it he would never put it on the internet and i laugh my butt off and go oh i could do so much with this and i won't (laughs) there was was, so so blizzcon was great and we did a bunch of different things we did we had a party on the on the friday night of blizzcon yes which was tremendous and it was great and and thank you so much for putting it all together uh for gathering the, the team up and and doing the kickstarter funding and and all that kind of stuff, and it was a ton of work, and it really paid off, though I th- I think, because I th- we uh, our attendance was up from the year before, so yes. I understand. And uh, I had a lot of fun, and there was a weird meme of me again <laughs> doing <laughs> strange things. What is it with me doing strange things? 
Hmm. That is you, and that is what you do best, and you must embrace this part of yourself. <laughs> but it was the weirdest face. I had the weirdest face ever. It was just this shit-eating grin, and yeah. I'm just like rubbing somebody's shoulders in a live stream. And Dairy's it's just, shoulders. It's horrible. And I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a thing now. Great. I'm never going to be We've able to We've been meaning this, this for down. two weeks. It's been awesome. Oh. So, yeah, it's the it's that the, party was a blast. And we met a lot of you guys who listened to this show, told us that you really enjoy Case of the Mondays throughout the entire weekend. We met you guys and said, great. we love it. And we were just like, yeah, because, you know, this show was like, this is our third episode. This is the third show we've actually done. And you yeah. guys are listening to it and enjoying it means the world to both of us. So thank you guys so much for telling us that. Absolutely. And, and you know, this is the week of thanks. Mm. This is Thanksgiving, so I'm going to thank all you guys for uh, listening to this show. It really does mean a lot, and and it, uh, it all the all the friendly faces that we saw at BlizzCon was just uh, amazing. So, yeah. so thank you guys for being you. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, so, Jules, we've uh, we've uh, we've done a lot over the last God. What has it been a month since we almost did this a show? month now? Oh, Shoot. So, uh, so anything. I'm guessing something of interest has happened to you in the last month, other than BlizzCon, of course. <laughs> well, it's been kind of like pre-BlizzCon, during BlizzCon, and post-BlizzCon. That's kind of how life has been. I mean, we got back home after BlizzCon, and yeah. our cane was super sick. <laughs> yeah, he got like the flu. I got like a cold, which was not a, not a bad deal. But uh, yeah, Kane, he, he, got, he got laid out. He went down for the count. It was actually starting to come on. While we were flying home on Sunday, he started getting it. And by the time we got home on Monday, he had to go to work at seven o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and he was home by 10. They sent him home um, because he was so sick. And then he basically just slept for the next two days. And uh, so it was it was tough. And then I got home and I had a sick cat as well. (laughs) (laughs) A sick husband. One of my cats was sick. And uh, and it was just like, oh, come on. I don't. I don't need this. Like, come on. I don't want anybody to be sick and not feeling well. And I'm tired and trying to fight it off too. And, sure. But it's been a good, you know, we, we've had a, a good couple of weeks since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Torrent Think Tank had some great episodes since then. And yeah. yeah and if you're been- not, if you're not listening to, to our other shows, why the hell not? I mean, you've got uh, Torrent Think Tank and I remembered it better. Yeah. Uh, and I have Convert to Raid and I'm planning on maybe doing some more stuff down the road oh. uh but you can catch it all at signalsmedia.com that's where they're all listed out and you can and you can find all the websites and and links and whatever all the whatnots mm-hmm. as they say oh hey oh hey you know you know what we should actually talk about because i, I want to talk about a couple of different things uh that are game related okay if if you're up for it I'm totally because up for it. It's our show. We can do whatever the hell we this want. Is true. So, uh, so we went to BlizzCon and we did the thing. But at BlizzCon, there are a bunch of different Blizzard games. So there's World of Warcraft, which I think everybody is kind of familiar with. Um, and then there's also Heroes of the Storm, which is a new game that was released last over this last year. And they put in a new character and his name is Cho'Gall. Now, that part doesn't really matter. But the cool thing about it is that two players have to play him. So it's 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 a this monster with two heads, and so you have two different people playing him, and uh and and Jules and I decided to, to play Cho'Gall together, and hilarity <laughs> ensued as I yelled at you for steering into <laughs> stupid stuff all the time. 
<laughs> you want to do? I mean, you you could reenact that moment. Well, I mean, it was it was basically Jules, get out of the thing. Oh fuck! You know, it's just like <laughs> quit well, being. The final part of it oh. was Jules. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty good. It was uh, it was a good time, and we were. Uh, and then we went. Why aren't we live streaming this? So then we started <laughs> live streaming it, and it kind of mellowed out from there. Because then I was like, going, oh man. And then we had a, you know, I think we had like two games li- that we live streamed. One of them was good, and one was bad. And they but were, we were having so much fun though, laughing oh, our heads off. Oh, stupid fun, stupid, stupid fun. That's always good. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, you know, hey, it's the first show back after a long break. I don't know. Maybe we should just get into uh, get into some other stuff. What do you think? Why not? Why not? Okay. All right. We'll do it. Uh, so we're going to go into This Week in History. All right. So now just a little bit of a precursor for this weekend because a lot of people are like going Thanksgiving. What is it? What does it all mean? When did it come about? And all this kind of stuff. So George Washington... The first president of the United States. You know the guy. Wooden teeth. That thing. Uh, (laughs) October 3rd, 1789. He actually made the National Thanksgiving Proclamation, which formally declared November 26th as the day to celebrate. Obviously, that's changed since then. Uh, The initiative for the proclamation originally came from the House of Representatives. Uh, through those support for the proclamation was hardly unanimous. People were like, get out of my life, government. Get All that out kind of, of stuff. my life, government. It's amazing. We're hearing the same cry- cries uh, this time around as well. As usual. How, how history always tends to repeat itself. Yes. Yes. Uh, the first... Uh, this, this, however, was not the first Thanksgiving proclamation as... Uh, as the Continental Congress had done it in 1776, 77. I think there was one in 80, 1780. They always make them. All these proclamations. It happens. All right, let's get into uh, this week in history, though. Yes. The first jukebox was installed at the Palace Royal Saloon in San Francisco by Louis Glass. Uh, it was called the Nickel in the Slot Phonograph. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't well. name it. You know, they just they just said, uh, what can we name it? Well, let's name it what it is. Okay. Uh, however, Mr. Glass did not make any money at it, at it because there was always this young gentleman who would hit it, wrap the glass ever so slightly, and his favorite recording would come on, at which point he would say, hey, and lift his thumbs. This is for all of the old people in yeah. the audience who yeah. remember happy days. Or if you saw it in syndication as a kid like I did. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, that's what we did when we were younger is we loved Fonzie. We loved Fonzie. Uh, Let's see. November 24th, 1971. D.B. Cooper parachuted from a Northwest Airlines flight with $200,000 and disappeared. Uh, What? D.B. Cooper. (laughs) Don't you? You've heard the stories, right? In the he was in uh, he was in like uh, Washington or something, Oregon. And he stole two hundred thousand dollars from an airplane and then parachuted out. And he was never I... seen. He was never seen again. And uh, they found money in the woods that there were still like stacks of money. They found like five grand in the woods. They they thought he was dead at some point. They thought all this other stuff created a bunch of um, 
local lore and kind of caught the national attention because, I mean, who the hell jumps out of, who steals 200 grand and then jumps out of a plane? Perfectly good airplane. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that just so. happened on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, so. <laughs> well, that's a different thing. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They, they didn't start it. They didn't start it at all. No, they didn't. No, they no. didn't. Uh, all right. It was November 29th, 1972, when Atari introduced their first product, Pong. Oh, <laughs> doing it for the live stream. Uh, got, I, have a t- I have a Pong t-shirt. Which would become, I can't believe you have a Pong t-shirt. Which would become the world's first commercially successful video game. And you know what? I had the home console version of Pong. I don't know if you did. I did not. I had the uh, I had the version version on the Atari, you know, with the little mm. paddle thing. Mm-hmm. That well, was it. I didn't have the actual like you know single yeah, it was, console. Console. It was kind of the precursor to the Atari uh, system, you know, yeah. with, with all the different cartridges and stuff and stuff like that. And it kind of looked a lot like the way that the Atari systems looked. However, it was just Pong, and it was kind of boring after about an hour. <laughs> I was like four or five years old. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Video game. Little did I know how much effect that would have on my life. (laughs) Your entire life. Yes. Pretty much all of it. All right. And finally, November 23rd, 2004, World of Warcraft released. And gaming nerds everywhere immediately flocked to Goldshire for some quote unquote role playing. Ew. You happy birthday! Wow, you're 11 today. Yes, congratulations, World of Warcraft, for being 11 years old. There, yeah. I'll I'll give him the big applause. Huh. Sure, why not? Why not? And uh, yeah, so it's been 11 good years of World of Warcraft. I don't know. That's all I got. I got it, too. I mean, World of Warcraft pretty much changed my life because I wouldn't know you if it was not for World of Warcraft. So, the world, hey. The world would have been a better place. Probably. <laughs> eh, most likely. Most likely. <laughs> so, uh, while you think about that, let's play some music. I, yes, have, I actually have a couple of cool, t- cool, cool tunes today. Uh, one is very poppy. The other one is very not poppy. But they are both awesome in their own regard. So... Uh, up first, I have songwriter James uh, Mason. He is uh, he has released his debut EP, Loudest Child, uh, as of last week. So it came out November seventeenth. It's a it's a four song EP called Loudest Child, and uh, it's under the name PJKTS. It was Paper Jackets, so PJKTS. And I have a difficult time saying it all the time. Like, a, because it's just all these, I don't know. I keep on saying it weird. That's all I know. I have nothing for you. I, mean, I, I can't teach I, you how to say it better. I know. I know. It's my problem. That's fine. Uh, but he, he also, he teamed up with uh, producer Ethan Kaufman, who is uh, kind of a big uh, synth pop sound guy in LA. And this is a very poppy song. It's very cool. It's very fun. I hope that you will enjoy it. Uh, the track that we're going to listen to is Mary Louise, and it's by PJKTS uh, from the Loudest Child EP, Out Now, and my dog is whining. I don't know what's going on with my, my dog, so I got to figure this out, too, while the music is playing. 
we'll all be right. right we'll be right back everything is all right now keep your eyes on the road feeling like you just got out 25 years ago song very that much fun. uh yeah that's uh, again that's mary louise uh, uh louise from pjkts links will be in the show notes thanks again to uh to those guys to, to allow us to play it that's always nice uh everything that we play on this show has been cleared by the artist so just saying it and there will be again links in the show notes Let's get to the news. <laughs> Trying something new. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I found this one out on Reddit, which I, I tend to use for a lot of the news that we find here. And this one kind of made me look at it and say, and so I think it's perfect for this show. Oh boy. Um, here's the headline. Okay. Utah school realizes it shouldn't ask students to make terrorist propaganda posters. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, so apparently this school in Utah, uh, in, um, I can't see where they said it was, Salem, Utah, said that they, uh, in their junior high, the junior high students to create a terrorist propaganda poster as an assignment in one of their classes. The point of the task was to help students grasp the goals of terrorist groups and the methods they use to gain support. I understand that there might be a reason for trying to help understand why, but it's like, (laughs) did you not think this through at all to see what kind of propaganda your students (laughs) would come out with for terrorist agendas? Uh, That's, that's not good. I, I, I I just, Oh, (laughs) it just gives me the shivers to think about it. What, what I really want to know is not what did the A students get, what did, what did they do, but what did the C and D students do? Did they, did they just like have a big poster and write on it, Death to America, and then done? They're like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Death to America. That's These it. things, though, sometimes like, so my 12-year-old stepdaughter came home from school a couple weeks ago and told us that she had to... Uh, for one of her history lessons, had to do a debate in the classroom. Um, and she happened to be assigned the pro-slavery platform. Oh, boy. And had to come up with ways to explain why slavery was a good thing. And so as she's going through these things, you're as a parent, you're just going, please don't really believe this. Please don't really <laughs> believe that right. this is the way that, uh, right. that life should be. Right. Because, and she's like, well, no, it's not. It's bad, but I have to do it this way. And she's looking at me like, I don't want to have to do this. And yeah. Hopefully she but, stayed on the, on like the economy side of things. Cause that's what people were scared about. Right. So yeah. They, they were scared about, uh, uh, losing their stuff. Exactly. And so, so to me, uh, lessons like this really, I, I can understand a discussion of why this would wow. occur, but not necessarily trying to teach a, a student how to do it themselves. Right. The assignment was, uh, according to the, uh, to the actual assignment, the assignment says create a propaganda poster for one of the terrorist organizations we have discussed. It should be neat, colored, professional, etc., and hateful to America. (laughs) That's my own thing. I'm throwing in there. Yeah. Cause you know, your parents are not going to be concerned when you put this up on your wall and say, look what I did, mom and dad. (laughs) <laughs> Put it up on the fridge and have the neighbors over. Let's do that. <laughs> what do you say? Mm. That sounds like a great idea. Looks you know like- what else sounds like a great idea? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just moving on past it's, that one. It's all right. Making me icky. It's making me feel icky. Right on. I, um, think, I think little Jimmy has been turned. <laughs> <laughs> In know. the category of why haven't they thought about this before, at least in my opinion, LAX is going to finally build a special terminal just for celebrities, VIPs, and dignitaries to pass through LAX without incident. Right. Um, I actually, I, when I read this article, and I don't know what this says about me, but I was saying, well, why haven't they done this before? It's not like it, this is anything new that these people are passing through Los Angeles as a prominent hub. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's 
LAX, I don't know if you've ever been through it, but it's filled with weirdos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the celebrities would just be like weirdos to the 10th power, essentially. I know well, that- airports in general are just such a pain in the butt to yeah. just navigate through. And then you've got people that are trying to focus attention on one group trying to make their way through pictures and getting an interview or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> Disruptive right. as hell. It is. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's it's kind of funny, especially around L.A. There are lots of people, lots of celebrities there. And I know that some of them spend, like, enormous amounts of money to, uh, to like, get around traffic. They rent a helicopter for, like, eight grand each way <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. Like. And so it's like you see these guys and they're flying around in their private, private helicopters and stuff like that. And then they have to go to a, a public airport and, and get mobbed by people. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, you know, it is what it is. I don't really care, though. It's celebrity stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's celebrity stuff, and I don't live in L.A., so uh, I think it's a good thing, I guess. I'm still not sure. I still don't know. Well, I mean, I to me, it just... Get them out of the way, though. Artful. I mean, jeez, I just want yeah. to get to my seat so I can have my four-hour flight back home. Stuck in the back, very back row where I can't recline in the middle seat against two smelly hippies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like on the way back. Mm, that was your trip from, home? From BlizzCon, yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't At least good. you had a direct flight. True. But it was still, you know, four, four and a half hours surrounded by hippies. Not really. They were very nice people, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> They just might have smelled a little bit fragrant. Uh, a little bit. A little okay. Bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been to Hawaii? Hawaii yes. have you been? I was, been. There, I was there when I was, uh, I mean, a long, long time ago, back when I was uh, a teenager. So back in high school. Nice. Yeah, it was a good time. I was there in my 20s, so it's been a little bit of time since I've been to Hawaii. But, right. uh, you know, Hawaii is one of the most beautiful places in the world. It's sure. serene and beautiful. and. Sure awesome and uh apparently they're now dealing with a major problem where oh, no. a, a frog one it's frog a, it's a, not just well one frog has started this all <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the poor frog kind of dave getting, dave the frog just, okay so let's say dave the frog who yeah. lived in puerto rico was having a good life yeah and he happened to get snatched up in a harvest of some kind of vegetable okay and so Dave the Frog, in the mm-hmm. late 80s, got an involuntary trip from Puerto Rico to Hawaii and landed there and needed to figure out where to make his way in the world. Oh, Dave. What does Dave do? D- Dave is probably loving it. He's probably, like, <laughs> he's probably like, oh, yeah, I'm kicking it back in Hawaii, man. This is good stuff. Dave's got to find a girlfriend. Right. He's got to yeah. find a place to live. Yeah. Well, he did well for himself because Dave managed to create a population of these, uh, what are they called? Cokies. Um, Is that it? Cokie frog. C-O-Q-U-I. Yeah. Cokie. It's uh, it's named after their song because they go, Cokie, Cokie. It's true. And they are between 70 and 80 decibels in sound wave (laughs) equivalent to a power motor or kitchen blender in the background in the middle of the night. Yeah. And like I listened to the video on this. Mm-hmm. Do you have the video? Can you play it? Mm, I cannot play it. I can. Let me see if you can hear this. Okay. 
Can you hear it? A little bit. A little bit. Ow. Ow. Yeah, so that little guy Ow. is 70 to 80 decibels. And so... <laughs> That's annoying. They, it's annoying and breaks up the uh, breaks up the sound around everywhere to the point where they have signs <laughs> to say stop the spread of Koki in Hawaii. I don't know how they're going to do this, but <laughs> how are they going to get rid of this frog? I don't know. I mean, like all these different things, like you have rabbits in, in Australia, you have uh, zebra mussels in Minnesota lakes. I mean, like oh, all gosh, these zebra mussels, like all these different things. And it's just these, these invasive species because there's nothing to really, you know, eat it. So. So, yeah, it has uh, no natural predators where right. it's living now, so it's right. not going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're they're talking about using a possible uh, caffeine spray, a caffeine spray that gives the frog hyperglycemic toxicity Whoa. toxicity on contact. Caffeine was, spray. I I, I might want that spray. in the morning instead of coffee. Not really? Could yeah. I just you know? Apparently, I have soap for that too. You could just you know, oh really caffeine soap. Awesome. I got to look into this stuff. I'm, I got to, sorry, I'm going to be browsing on the internet for the rest of the show. I think (laughs) I know what to get for Christmas now. (laughs) Ways to get caffeine into my system. (laughs) Anyway, you know, these are the, when we were talking about in pre-show, we were talking about first world problems (laughs) in Hawaii. They've got first frog problems. That first, first frog. It's like, it's like second frog. Because it's not their own, so it's it's not. I don't know what it is. Second removed. Yeah, I don't know. It's Twice a cousin removed once removed. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Which one do you want to do next? I have. We have a couple of them here. I'll, you pick. You pick. You pick. pick them. Yeah, you're you're right. doing the news. I got fun stuff later. So yeah, you do. You do. Uh-huh. This will not autoplay. No, it won't. Um. So in uh in in the world of the cruise ship oh, news. Boy. Because yeah. we always need cruise ship news. Uh, Fox News is reporting that man who was hit by door on cruise ship was awarded $21.5 million in damages. Wow. Just by he, uh, being hit by a door. Yeah. Basically, he was walking through an automatic door area for the cruise ship. It actually triggered. It struck him in the head. Um, said that he was diagnosed with a concussion. Then he okay. said he suffered a minor brain injury causing seizures and memory loss. Oof. And so he has now been awarded $21.5 million for being hit in the head by a cruise ship door. Don't forget where you put it. The $21 million. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget where you put it, buddy. Oh, I don't know, loss. man. I don't think he's racking up $21.5 million in medical bills in any way, shape, well, or form. Well, you know, if he lost part of his life, I mean, you know, you, you want the parts of his life i don't know i don't know how they come up with that crap you're just like oh yep door's dumb you're dumb you pay millions of dollars to this guy so i mean i don't i mean i got i got rear-ended about a year and a half ago by Uh some kid who was probably texting in his car Mm -hmm. and i got rear-ended the insurance covered it you know my medical expenses which was whiplash and you know i had headaches and all this stuff and i still have lingering shoulder injury pain you know that triggers every once in a while i'm not going after the kid for 21.5 million dollars because you don't have that it's because it was a cruise ship a big company any corporation this bugs me any big corporation let's just go after him for money 
I don't know what it is. This really, really bugs me. Now I kind of want to go to like, you know, a grocery store or some other place with an automatic door like that and just whap my head a little bit and go, all right, 20 bucks. Give me 20 bucks right now. I'll leave. <laughs> this is when you know times are tough for the fat grain household. <laughs> Maybe I should have made it. Should I made it a hundred? Yeah. hundred dollars? <laughs> Uh, Mama needs a new pair of shoes for Christmas. Give me 20 bucks and all my groceries free for the day. What do you say? (laughs) Not to make light of anybody getting injured, you know, unintentionally injured. I'm not making light of that at all. It's just uh, $21.5 million. This is insane. It does seem a little high. Yeah. Or maybe way too low. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. You guys can make make his damages, man. (laughs) Yeah, you can guarantee know. the people who are on a cruise ship that like lost power and they had to sleep in their own poop for like five days. They wow. didn't have twenty one point five million dollars in damages rewarded to them. Wow. That went dark quick. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. This one pissed me off. That's why I put it in there. So. Obviously. <laughs> Jules but has problems, one- y'all. It'll be okay. This is already known. This is already known. <laughs> you know who else is having problems are the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. The poor Baltimore Ravens have a, their their coach John Harbaugh has resorted to giving out effort stickers that they will be posted on each player's locker when they do something that is deemed playing like a raven. Okay. Here we go, kindergarten. Well, yeah, this, I mean, this is just kind of silly. They're, uh, you know, is it a, is, okay. So now the question is, what do the stickers look like? Because I want to know if they are gold stars, if they are happy faces or something else. They're wow. a yellow coin size decal. And I think it's of the Ravens logo. It's really hard okay. to see in this All picture. Right. All right. Um, but it is. Now the Ravens are two and seven as of last week. Uh, I don't know if they won or. This <laughs> seems so stupid. Yes, I'm. I'm seeing the picture now. So it has Joe Flacco's. Uh, we're at Joe Flacco's locker, and right. he has uh, three rows of stickers, essentially two and a half rows of stickers on one of his cabinets. And uh, I look at that and I go, "It's." It kind of reminds me of. I mean, I know that college, some college. Uh, Teams do this as well, where they have stickers on the helmet, stuff yes, like that, like and Ohio actually, State. And- yeah, Ohio State 2020 site pointed that out in the chat room. How is this any different than Ohio State putting Buckeye stickers on the helmet of student athletes? Yeah. I hate that. I, I hate it too. Dumb. I, th- I think it's really dumb. I think it's a way to ostracize uh, people. I, I, I don't think you're asking people to play as a team at that point. Yes. You're asking them to play as individuals. And it's, I mean, when you're in the pros, you shouldn't even need that. That's what your that's what your damn salary is for. That's to make sure you play like an individual, up to your up to your standards. And guess what? If you aren't playing up to uh, the team standards, maybe you shouldn't be playing football. I, uh, it's a thought. I just don't understand. I don't understand a professional sports team resorting no. to something of that nature. That is, which we said, kindergarten style. To motivate it, um, you know, I guess if it works, it works. It just feels like it's very much a <laughs> uh, a stopgap measure to try and get them. You know, oh look at how many stickers Joe Flacco has. I need to be better than he is, and it's this competitive thing that isn't 
when you're trying to work as a team, making inside competition doesn't help you. Well, maybe it is working, though, because Baltimore actually won yesterday. So, oh, did they? <laughs> by three points, and it was against the Rams, who are four and six. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. But they're still only three and seven. So, it's kind of a rough, rough year for the Ravens. Um, the big question, though, is how many freaking stickers those guys earned yesterday for their performance. None. For winning. None. You get, like, bonus Zero. stickers if you win. <laughs> bonus stickers. Oh, it's going to get in their contracts soon. I want bonus stickers if I do something <laughs> right. And if I don't... <laughs> Can we negotiate that into our contract? Yes. If, I get a good, if I do a good joke, then I get a bonus sticker. No. No. I'm never going to do that. Ever. Thank God. <laughs> never, ever going to do that. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, all right. Let's... let's <laughs> Let's move on. And uh, we have we have another contest this week. We do. And so it is time for the border battle. Ah, uh, yes. So the border battle this week is actually going to be kind of fun. Um, because I, yes, because I, I came up with some things that I want to share with you. Every week is a different thing. I love it. Every week is a little bit different. Uh, we did uh, real or fake Halloween costumes. We did real or fake. Uh, what was it? It was was it Halloween candy? No, it wasn't Halloween candy. We did. Um, we did pumpkin. Uh, it was spice. pumpkin spice. Yeah, real or 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 fake. Right. And this time around, we're actually going to do a fill in the blank limerick. Oh gosh, limericks. Oh That's right. And this is about weird news stories. And then we'll go into the news story. Okay. All right. So. Okay. So and we, I've got a few of them. So just be ready. It'll be the last word. This is very NPR. This is so. And these are not up to the standards of NPR, I'm sure. <laughs> so here we go with some limericks. And Jules is going to fill in the blank. And if you don't fill them, right. if you don't, if you get two out of three right, you win. If you don't, you lose. We still haven't figured out what you lose or win. I don't get my stickers. You don't get your stickers. Right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. A restaurant was thrown into disquiet, all because of a customer's diet. Her steak was well done, so she would have none. And the cops came prepared for a blank. Riot? Riot. You are correct. Uh, (laughs) A woman who didn't want to pay for her overcooked steak was surprised when the conflict became even more heated than the cut of beef she ordered. The conflict led to riot police descending on the restaurant. Riot police? Yes. Nicola Kendall visited the White Hart Inn in Gloucestershire. I'm never sure how to pronounce things. It's like Worcestershire. I'm sure it's Worcestershire. I don't know, but it's in the UK with a, gr- with, a, with a group of friends on November 11th. She ordered a $30 steak and requested it to be medium, yeah. which it was not. She was uh, when it arrived, she described it as overcooked and tough. She was offered a fresh steak in exchange, but refused it because she didn't want to be eating after her friends were already done. She's like, ah, no, I don't want it. Uh, since she didn't eat the steak, Kendall was surprised when the bill arrived and included a $15 charge for the meat she didn't eat. Oh, jeez. Pub manager Joanne Kern explained that there is a discreet panic button behind the bar connected to the police station. Her partner pressed it when the argument became heated. 
So, so and, and Kendall, the, the woman, she says that the pub went into lockdown and two police cars and a riot van arrived at the pub a short time later. <laughs> and she she ended up she ended up like just going, fine, here's fifteen dollars. Let me go. And the cops didn't do anything. And wow, it's so weird. Imagine just, that Yelp review. Right. <laughs> I have a beef with this restaurant. Don't complain about the food or you might be confronted by riot police. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, that wow. doesn't. Sound. And uh, one final note. Uh, Kendall said that the landlady didn't say outright that she was barred. But suffice it to say, <laughs> to say she won't be going back. <laughs> She's not going back. All right, here we go. Number okay. two. We're getting good buzz, says its creator. It's not just a new app, but something greater. This phallic extension is to relieve sensual tension. This product is a smartphone blank. It's dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know we're getting good buzz, says its creator. It's not just a new app, but something greater. Vibrator? (laughs) This product is a smartphone vibrator. You are correct. If you've ever imagined using the same device to get off as you used to call your mom, then a new accessory that turns your phone into a vibrator is right up your alley, you weirdo. Uh, the invisible, the eyes of vibe is billed as the world's first sex toy, which uses the vibrations of your smartphone. Right now, the company has only built a prototype. Product manager Remy Waddle told the Huffington Post in an email. With all the buzz the website has gotten, they plan on launching a campaign to raise enough money to start producing a high-tech sex toys en masse. We weren't really expecting such a viral effect, and it changes our business strategy, Waddle wrote. Therefore, we will certainly opt for a crowdfunding that should be in place soon. Crowdfunding for a phone vibrator. Why do you need your phone? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. The, the phallic phone extension has several distinct <laughs> features. Here's, here's the, here are the features of it. Uh, it includes seven vibration modes, customization options, which I don't Why? know what those are. Why do you need your phone? And get this. This is why you need your phone. The ability to allow a partner to control the, the device remotely. That's why you need the phone for your partner to control it remotely. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a, this is hilarious. Okay, so I I saw this on a sh- like one of those real housewives of something something mm-hmm. like years ago where they had they were like, you know, some one of them was being an entrepreneur and she was making vibrators that would correspond with your playlist on your on your iPod. Yeah. So it would it would vibrate to the beat of the song. Yeah, no, playing? I saw it was uh, I, it, it was it had a name. I think it was like iBod or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I don't understand. I still don't understand why you need the phone unless you wanted to. You know, you wanted to it's have to, naughty time while someone's at work. It's and to say allow like, your hey. partner to control the device remotely. Of course, it is. <laughs> and. <laughs> If the thought of a sex toy attached to a phone is a little worrisome, given that our phones are dirtier than toilet seats, uh, Waddle, oh, the, guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy, the guy at Eyes of Vibe, 
says that the device has a protective window to help guard it against this issue. I'm like going, a window? What are you doing? So you want to walk around because if you have a window for your phone, that means you can see your... It's just a lot of weird that's going on right now with this thing. It's like a whole lot of effort to have a vibrator moment. Yeah. (laughs) But at least your phone has a protection plan with this this thing so that's good always use protection this is something I else guess. yeah I it's it's really weird i think um yeah yeah i like i, like I don't that story, know where though. you find this stuff but it's freaking hilarious i like that story though all right here we go last one right. uh, of the day chewbacca smuggler and stormtrooper hater was arrested as a perpetrator he and his shiny, shiny coat tried to get out the shiny, shiny vote, but he was campaigning for Lord blank. Vader? Vader, you are correct. Nice I work. heard this story. I heard the story. Yes. Fugitive Wookiee Chewbacca, or at least someone dressed like the Star Wars character, was arrested Sunday by Ukrainian police and fined the equivalent of a whopping $8 for violating local election laws, police said. Chewbacca was bagged at a polling station in Odessa in violation of Ukraine's law against public campaigning on Election Day. He was there to support Darth Vader, a Sith Lord candidate for mayor, running as a member of the Ukraine Internet Party, which is known for its lighthearted take on the country's election process. Uh, Official election results won't be released for several more days, but local media reported that the former heavyweight boxing champion Vitaly Klitschko, I think that's right, was re-elected mayor about 54% of the vote. An alleged, an alleged accomplice, identified as Han Solo, remains at large in a ship described as, quote, the fastest piece of junk in the galaxy. <laughs> so, che- oh, well, Chewbacca Star Wars arrested. hype is real. Chewbacca, yeah, I know. All the Star Wars hype. I love it. I do. I love I've it. I've got my tickets. Got my tickets. I don't have my tickets, but I do have uh, my computers are outfitted with uh, desktops now. All the all the new Star Wars desktops. Nice. Doing everything. So, uh, you know what that means, Jules? You what? got you got three out of three right, which means that you win. Congratulations, you're a wiener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know how to rhyme stuff. <laughs> um, I didn't make him the toughest thing in the world. Either. No, you really did not. No. So that was that was very helpful. No, I did not. I'm not about to do that. Uh, but that does actually bring our show to a to a close today. Oh. It's very sad. It's a very bittersweet moment. But we have a lot more in store for you still for this show. Uh, but first, we need to talk about ourselves and about how you can get a hold of us. So, Jules, uh, why don't you take it away? I will do that. So you can email this show. You can send us emails because we like them. We like emails. We the do. Mondays show at gmails.com is our email address. The Mondays show yes. at Gmail. Yes. Okay. If you want to see anything else that we've done, our whole entire catalog of three episodes, you can check them out on our website, which is signalsmedia.com slash Mondays. You can talk to us two monkeys on Twitter. That's the best way to yes. reach us. Yes. And uh, Pat Crane is Pat Crane with a K. That's me. And I am Jules RPG. 
Yes. And you should come talk to us on Twitter because we like Twitter people. Right. And we also do our live streaming uh, at twitch.tv slash Zug on Mondays at about 2 o'clock. Uh, that's central time, by the way. And when I think about it, when I think more about it, I will try to do more with alphagigiradio.com as well. Not on today. But normally, we should be. That's it. Uh, I do have music. I have music for the out, as they say. Yay! In the biz. Uh, and so I will play that uh, play that now for you, pretty much. Uh, and uh, this song, is it may seem like kind of a sad waltz, and it is a sad waltz, but it's a very awesome piece of music uh, from an artist called Cachavelli Morrison. Now, Cachavelli Morrison, she grew up in a coal mining town in West Virginia and has always been an artist. She was a ballet dancer, a writer, and now musician, songwriter. And her new album came out uh, as a way to kind of formalize the music she and her husband were creating for the last, I, I think it was like five or six years. And it's all kind of, all of this, all of her music kind of comes out of loss, which seems like a kind of a, a real hardship and kind of a downer way to end the show. But it is also, she also uh, tries to empower uh, those that are, you know, less fortunate, tries to empower women, tries to empower uh, people that are suffering, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so it's kind of got this, I don't know, I don't know exactly how to how to put it, but her, her music is very moving, it's very emotional, and it's super, super awesome. So I can't wait to play it uh, for you guys and see what you think. And again, uh, this uh, thanks to Cachavelli Morrison for giving us permission to play her stuff. And there will be show links uh, in the descriptions of the show, whether you find it on SoundCloud or uh, on iTunes or something like that. All the all the things will have links for all of this stuff. Um, anything you want to say before we get the heck out of Dodge here, Jules? Only to say happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. And, and to all of our European listeners, suck it. It's just Thursday. It's just Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next Monday. Right. And here is, so here is Long Haired Mare by Cachavelli Mor- Morrison. And this is off of uh, their album that was released. It's a 10 song LP. It was released on October 30th. The album is entitled The Kingdom Belongs to a Child. Again, here's Cachavelli Morrison. And have a good week, everyone.
This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?